Hello, and welcome to the Friday Live Thing. Whether you have an existing online business or are just starting out, we show you how to grow and scale your business the easy way. Here are your hosts, Tim Goodwin and Mark Thompson. Hi, guys, and welcome to the Friday, Thursday live thing. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to say Friday live thing. On yeah, Friday. I know. But then again, we've got a good reason for going live on a Thursday, because well tomorrow we have all the Mayday jokes, wouldn't we? Mayday, Mayday, let's have a parade. All right, okay, if you say so. so and it's bank holiday here as well. Of course, <laughs> everyone, everyone's taking tomorrow. All this, they shut the shops tomorrow. The only two shops that are open in the whole town, they shut tomorrow. So, <laughs> never mind. Hi, Donald. How you doing, mate? Donald's here. Oh, my God. It's like... He, he must live. Do you know what? We have to try and find a, a time when he's asleep. Yeah, must do. He's the first person all the time. Yeah. Ah, right. So, what's been going today. on this week? Sorry. What's been going on this week? Well, you, let you, me you, see. You've been well, doing loads of stuff. Tomorrow, tomorrow, we're one third of the way through the year. Anything interesting happened? Nah. No, been a bit boring, really. Hi, John. How you doing, mate? Um. So, yeah. Nothing much has happened this year. So nothing much has happened this week, actually. Apart from the sun came out for the first time in two months. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so today we are going to do some really, you know, back to basics, email marketing training. You know all the stuff you forget when you think you get good at email marketing and you're not actually really good at email marketing. So Tim did a live like training session for, who was it? It was a, a group that I'm a member of um, called Scale for Etel. I was meant to be doing a in-person training uh, a couple of days for them. Um, actually, last week um, we were meant to be doing it. I think it was last week. Might have been this week actually. Might have been actually. It might have been today. I was meant to be doing it. Um, so I was meant to be in London today, doing giving some of this uh, some of this stuff, uh, you know, presenting some of this stuff. So um, basically, Scale for Etel group is a uh, Amazon sellers group that I'm a member of. Um, it's an interesting group, actually. They're, um, they're very focused um, or a little bit overly focused on Amazon. And I'm kind of trying to beat it out of them that Amazon's not the be all and end all. And um, unfortunately, over the last couple of weeks, they've discovered how shit Amazon can be um, to their merchants. Um, because, you know, they've basically been they, they ditch most of them um by not allowing them to put any stock in and they've not been allowing people to buy products um or not delivering them or for whatever reason so they've been a bit of assholes really so um yeah it's uh this group's been a little bit over focused on that so been trying to present to them some different things like email marketing having a list having an audience some of those basic things that we kind of forget about um uh, as being the, the basics, the basis of, uh, of, of running an online business um, and having access to uh, having access to an audience who, when shit hits fan, that you can actually sell to. So what I'm going to do is I'm, I, I do actually, I have slides and everything. Um, this <laughs> you got to start thinking we're organized now. <laughs> now. Don't be going down that route, Talia. No. Jesus. <laughs> We do um, not take it seriously. Remember that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through part of the presentation with you guys. Um, some of you um, will certainly find it quite basic, but some of these fundamentals that I talk about are something that we often forget. As Mark says, we kind of forget that, you know, um, some of these basics of, of marketing are actually super important. And there's a couple of I've inserted into there some tips and tricks and stuff that I incorporate into my own email marketing uh, strategies, um, which will hopefully help you. So without further ado, uh, I am going to, oh, let's share my screen first. That might be a smart idea. Pretty good start, wouldn't it? Hold on a second, share my screen. I've just been sharing my screen with Mark for something else, but um, uh, hopefully magic. this will go. Shared it for, ma shared it for magic. There you go, mate. <laughs> Um, so hopefully if I, um, actually, uh, is that big enough for people to see? See, okay. Okay, cool. Cool. Cause I could expand it completely, but you know, um, it's, it's not really like 
that that important that it's going to be that big. So um, this this has actually got two parts to it. I'm actually just going to go through the first part. I'm not going to go through the list building bit. I'm going to talk be talking more about the nuts and bolts of email marketing. And you all know who I am, or hopefully you know who I am. Um, so. <laughs> yeah um current drug dealer <laughs> current drug dealer so I, I, yeah, as many of you know i run a nutritional supplement company called lean greens um and a lot of people just don't don't show that. that and you could the, the screen because i'm the only one who can see your little tiny screen at the bottom oh that's a shame um <laughs> um so one of the things that uh some of the stuff that i want to talk to you talk to people about is why you shouldn't actually be running like an email campaigns and um, certainly if you're like in the in the Amazon space, I've seen a lot of people who basically just sell an awful lot of random shit. Um, the drop shippers of the world, um, those types of people, they're not great. They're not great businesses to be doing email marketing for because you can't get a consistent um, uh, a consistent message or a consistent voice when you're trying to sell a um a kitchen spatula and um you know bicycle tires it that you, know, you just can't talk about the same things uh you can't just can't write an email about that um and have a consistent message across it so if you're selling random stuff it doesn't work um if you just want to do email offers and discounts which there is a time and a place for doing email offers and discounts um Unfortunately, I don't think it's the should be the only reason why you try to do email marketing. A lot of people think, "Oh, well, that's all I get from other retailers," um, and that you know they see that there's like the offer of the week, the discounts of the week, you know, this kind of thing. And people are just waiting for next week's offer to come around to see whether they're going to buy your stuff or not. Um, and I, so I don't it, this, the type of email marketing I'm going to talk about and that we try and persuade people to do is not based around necessarily offers. That's not to say that we don't ever do offers or discounts. We absolutely do. But the way that we approach it is very, very different. We do an awful lot of storytelling. And if you, hopefully you get Mark's emails, if you're a member of SMO, you should be getting Mark's emails. And it's um, hardly ever does he talk about offers and discounts he talks he tells stories and uh, tells you what he's up to at this time so um the other thing is if you simply don't care about your customers audience that doesn't rely um, uh, that doesn't uh, apply to you guys i know that you give a shit about your customers and your audience and um, if you're spelling fidget spreading spinners um apparently emails dead it's been dying for about 20 years um however it's still my number one rainmaker it's the thing that makes me more money more revenue every day of the week than any other platform, any other um, source. And that's including when we run our Facebook ad campaigns and I've had highly successful Facebook campaigns running and I've been able to scale those. Email still accounts for a huge percentage of those sales because people opt into my list um, they, to get you know uh, an intro offer for for lean greens so email is a vital part of that whole process um so email contributes more than any other um, marketing channel that we have um i still get 25 to 45 percent open rates i'm going to show you how i do that a little bit later and it's um and it's still the number one it's the one asset that i back up every week it's my email list is the most important thing to me um, you can steal my website, you can steal uh, my products, you can steal pretty much everything, the shirt off my back, but you can't, you will not have my email list ever. And that's super, super important that you realize how that I want to stress how much of an important asset is to me and my business. So, yeah, that's hopefully that kind of gets across how important that is and how much I use email. Um, so, Email. Um, how do I use it? Um, I use it when shit hits fan. Um, in the current case of um, a, a certain uh, virus going around, um, there's a bunch of different stuff that we can do to promote sales. There's certain businesses that are struggling right now. And one of the reasons that they're struggling is because they don't have any way of reaching their customers consistently. 
so you can run an ad campaign, but obviously that's going to cost you money. You can do some social media, but the um, effect of social media is pretty poor. The the the, uh, the return on investment, the turn, uh, return on the time invested is pretty poor, in my opinion. Or you could send some emails to existing customers. And so, you know, for me, that's because it's my number one asset, because I take um, collection of or growing of my audience super, super seriously uh, through email, um, you know, when shit does hit fan, I can send some emails to existing customers and I'll make sales. So what do I want to, what do I, what do I do when I need or want some sales? I send an email, which is generally a short story. I put a pivot to a reason why, and I send them to an offer. Uh, and then 24 hours later, I resend to those people that didn't open the first email. That's how I get 25 to 45% open rates on my emails. And generally, that gets me out of the ship when I need to be out of the ship. So to give you an example of this, I ran a campaign back in 2018. Um, and like the email on is kind of on the right-hand side. It's probably quite small. You probably can't read the, the text. So I'm going to read some of it to you anyway. But the idea behind this was that we had a whole bunch of tubs of our product um, of our smaller tub that had scuffed labels. Now, they weren't horrific. They weren't like broken or anything like that. Uh, so the seals weren't broken. I think it's just they looked a bit rubbish. Um, and I didn't really want to sell them like because they just looked scruffy. And, you know, I was like, oh, what am I going to do with all these tubs? So I decided to run an offer and uh, uh, send an email to our list. So I did this email and it's like, it says, have you, um, the, the subject line is, do you like it rough? Um, have you noticed how perfect Instagram is with those perfectly groomed guys and girls posing for the perfect shot? Millennials are now just going on holidays just to take Instagram pictures and they don't jump in, even jump in the sea because it'll mess up their hair and makeup. And that's just the dudes. Me, I took, the selfie, took a selfie yesterday whilst on a bike ride. I look rough as fudge, mostly because the climb to the top of the hill was brutal. I'm rough around the edges, far from perfectly groomed. I'm scuffed and scarred. I have blemishes, milk spots and wrinkles. If I had hair, it'd be grey and thinning. I also have a bit of extra body fat, and I don't think I've seen the abdominal muscle in the mirror ever, even during my days as a personal trainer. And it goes on and on and on. And basically what happens after that point is it switches. We have a uh, transition to, do you know what else is a bit rough around the edges? Is our tubs. We've got these 223 damaged tubs that uh, have got labels scuffed. Contents are perfectly uh, fine. We just want to get rid of these the tubs. So we're selling them at a discount um, for people that want to buy them. You can buy more than one, just go to the special page. It's not particularly like, you know, well-designed page, blah, 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 blah. Go get them. And what happened is we sold all 223 tubs and more in just four days. So we sold out of all of the scuffed tubs and we ended up, overselling i think by about another 75 so we sold about uh, 300 tubs in total in four days and it meant that we didn't have to dispose of those tubs we made a decent profit out of them and we had an opportunity to engage with our audience which is the whole point behind this and if you if you read any of the emails that i send out to our customers they're very much along the same kind of basis we're trying to create a connection with our uh, with our audience, with the audience that we know, uh, they're not perfect. They're not after perfect nutrition. They don't have like the perfect beach body. They don't try to be perfect, but they just want to be a little bit healthier. And that's the basis behind a lot of the emails that we send out. So, um, does that all make sense, Mark? Any questions so far that's come through? Uh, you scuffed up the other the, the seventy decent tubs you had to send out. <laughs> Uh, no. Um, and do you know what? The, the overriding response that we got from our customers was was like, oh, I, I didn't, hadn't, didn't really notice. I didn't think they were that looked that bad. It's just because my own kind of perception of our things was like, I wanted the labels to be perfect. No marks and scratches and you know, dints and whatever, you know, rubbings of like, I didn't want any of that. I wanted the product to look perfect. Um, so it strengthened in the mind of our customers our levels of um, uh, detail and also wanting to deliver the best products to our to our customers. 
So, you know, it's strengthened the relationship we have with, you know, literally hundreds of customers in just four days. So, you know, that's that's the reason why we do these these types of emails. It's not a, um, you know, if I, I could have written it in a completely different way, I could have gone special offer for like damaged tubs, 25% off, go collect them here now kind of thing, which would have just blended into the same old rubbish that they see all day, every day from lots of other retailers. And I should imagine that we wouldn't have got the same response. But because I told the story and because I, you know, created a link, gave them a reason to connect with us, it meant that uh, we got a much better result. Any other questions so far? Uh, Not seen any, mate. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, let's go back to that. Okay, thanks. So the second part to this is is to do with um, uh, uh, how we perceive marketing in general and how we perceive marketing for e-commerce. And you know, th this relates to every business, I believe. But um, email creates consistent growth, and for me, that's probably the most important thing for my business. It's like Yes, it's all, all well and good and nice to have like a big sale and a big big payday kind of thing. And, you know, we're going to make bank. You know, it's going to be amazing. We're going to have a great month kind of thing. But it doesn't help with consistency. Um, instead, I use email to cons create consistent growth within our business. So a quote from Drew Sinoki, um, if you've not come across Drew, if you're in the e-commerce world, Go check his check out nerdmarketing.com. He does he has a brilliant email sequences and got a great blog, and he has a great podcast as well. Um, but he talks about e-commerce success is all about consistent pressure over time, and this is also true. And email helps us create that consistent pressure over time. Um, so the way that we look at this for us is with our onboarding sequences and our flows. Mark's talked about onboarding sequences and flows and different things that you can do to get a customer indoctrinated into your into your world by using these sequences. But just want to kind of go through some of the reasons of my approach to this. Certainly it works very, very well for our e-commerce brand. Um, so um, <laughs> truth number one, this is actually from my, um, my uh, ex-business partner, Paul. Um, he, he said to me very, very early on, when we first started Lean Greens, um, he was like, um, yeah, you can't sell dog shit in a can twice, which is his way of saying we can't have a crap product. And, you know, granted, we started off with a crap product, but we improved it very, very quickly. Um, Mark can probably attest to how crap the first product was, because I think I think we gave him a tub um, when we first met Mark. Um, many, many years <laughs> um, and it didn't taste particularly nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we discovered you can't sell dog shit in a can twice. Um, so you're going to have a really, really good product. And that goes for anything, whether you're doing on, online, uh, you know, digital marketing, whether you're doing, you know, services or anything like that. You, if, you, if you're crap, it's just it's not going to help. Um, and the other truth is if somebody doesn't finish the first tub, they won't buy a second. And like to translate that into the world of, you know, digital marketing or, you know, your your own uh, products and services is like if they don't utilize or complete your course or utilize the service that you've sold to them, they won't come back for a second helping of it. It doesn't matter like how great your secondary marketing is. You've got to get them to actually finish something. So, you know, that first, make that first course that you sell them the most ridiculously simple, easy course to finish. And like you help them on the way by giving them onboarding. So you make the onboarding sequence all about uh, consumption, all about, you know, getting people indoctrinated into your world and to get them to finish that first course, that first training program that, you know, uh, you, to, you know, fill out the form to, you know, use your service, you know, or to, in my case, use the, finish the tub of a product that we have. So our customer onboarding sequence is very much in the same vein as our, uh, our kind of broadcast messages. And it's all about storytelling. It's about consumption. It's about engagement. And I'll give you an example of this. 
this is an email from our onboarding sequence. I think it's about two or three weeks in. I think it's about two weeks in. Um, and this is all about taste and trying to get people to get over this idea of, oh, it's green, it's going to taste like crap kind of thing. Um, and so the subject, you know, there's a lot of reasons why we use this type of email, but some of it's to get, even share info about us as founders so they can connect with us more and in, uh, to engage with us in a fun way about the taste of our product, to encourage their first proper drink of it, tips of how to drink and how to develop habits. So the email is very, very simple. It says blue cheese is an acquired taste. Having lived and worked in Luxembourg for 10 years, Sam and I have a lot of European influence in how we live. So that's giving information about the founders of the company and about who we are and where we've been and what we've done. We once read a story about how the French indoctrinate their children to the taste of blue cheese. At 11 months old, pediatricians recommend feeding your baby a, a morsel of the moldy blue each day. Rather than having any scientific basis related to the good bacteria it, it exposes the baby to, it, it's simply this. Menon, it's just to get her to, used to the taste. So why are we telling you this? You may find the same thing happens with lean greens, which should be arriving very soon. When you mix your first glass, you may be a little apprehensive about the taste and you may find the color a bit off-putting. So we're trying to preempt the barriers that people are coming up on um, with, with our product. We know that people are going, are going to be apprehensive. They're going to be worried about trying this thing for the first time. Most of them have never tried a supplement before, let alone a green drink um, or a vegetable like juice or whatever it might be. So it's, it's trying to get people to understand that, they're, that you know, if preparing them by telling them that that's what, the way that they're going to feel. So this is our way of trying to boost the consumption, trying to get them to get over these barriers as quickly as possible and giving them some tips about how to do it. So hopefully that makes sense. Any questions? I like blue cheese, though. <laughs> I love blue cheese. Give me a burger oh. with blue cheese any day of the week, honestly. Give me cheddar any day. <laughs> it's actually one of, the, it's one of the few things that I would love, like once we get out of this uh, lockdown and restaurants start opening, I want a burger with blue cheese on it. Oh, God. Drool worthy. Um, so, um, how's the uh, any, any questions? Uh, no questions so far. Oh, so I've got to carry on. Yeah, not much to go. And this is actually where you can come in handy a little bit, Mark, as well, um, because this is about writing emails. And I know you've talked about this in some of the stuff that you've done with how how to write emails the easy way. And one of the things that you you say is starting at the end, okay. which is exactly. actually a a great way of going about it is like figure out what your desired action is. So go, if I go back to that previous one, you know, for each email, I have a, a, an action that I want or an outcome that I want to occur. So I want um, the end customer to be prepared for the first time they drink the product. I want them to get, I, I want them to actually drink the product for the first time. I want to tell them how to take it as well. Um, so, and I also want to share some fun, fun stories and sharing for, about us as the founders. So ultimately I look at what's the desired action. I want them to drink the product. I want, want them to get over that, that, that barrier of having it for the first time. So that's the goal. Now the goal can be different for each email. It could be to click a link. It could be to go watch a video. It could be to hit reply and, um, send, send a response to, to me. As, a, as, as the sender of the email. Um, it might be to open up a support inquiry. Um, so there's lots of different things, lots of different desired actions that you want somebody to take. It, uh, strangely enough, you might want to get somebody to come and buy your product. What about that as a revolutionary idea? Novel approach. <laughs> um, so I always start off by thinking, okay, so what do I want that person to do or feel? Or you know, what's the action I want to take? The next thing I figure out is actually how am I going to transition into that particular desired action? And normally I've got a story in mind. It's just I need to like have some way of kind of linking from you know the the, the story to to actually getting them to, to ask asking for the ask, you know, asking for the act act action that I want them to take. Um, so and normally the transition is actually quite easy to write, and it's like. 
you know, I wrote, I wrote an email literally just half an hour ago. Um, and it's basically my transition is like, you know, um, uh, I, I'll, I'll t- read the, the bit that in the email. It's like, how about you? What have you changed in the last few weeks? Genuinely want to know. So I want them to respond to me. And then I've transitioned into, at the end of next week, we've got a new product arriving, blah, 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 blah. I was talking about it in Unity, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And it's, it relates back to the original story that I put in. So, and then what's the story? Is it short, entertaining anecdote that can transition to the action? That's exactly what the story is. As you can see, the email that I wrote earlier is quite long. It's quite a lot of stuff in there. Um, but I'll go back through and I'll probably edit it and cut it down by at least a third before actually send, you know, doing the final thing. It, the, the more practice you get at writing stories and writing these types of emails, if you do it on a daily basis, it becomes much, much easier to write these stories and how it transitions into you know, the action that you want at the end. And then the last thing I do is generally I will write the headline and the subject last. And it's normally related to something that I've said within the email. So um, to give you an idea on um, uh, what was the email we showed earlier, that one. And it said, you know, do you like it rough? Because I've got, you know, because I talk about looking rough as fudge or uh, being a bit rough around the edges. That was the kind of the perfect kind of um, curiosity based, but not too clickbaity style um, uh, uh, email headline uh, subject. Um, that, that I wanted to actually get out there. So the thing I actually do sometimes, sometimes I'll come up with a cracking subject line for an email. Yeah. And then, okay, that's a subject line. That subject line then spurs on the email. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, there's more, as my grandmother used to say, there's more than one way of skinning a cat. Yeah. And, and some people are better at doing it that way. I, uh, for a long, long time, I would come up with headlines or subject lines all the time. And then I'd find a way of writing an email, which was kind of a bit more difficult because I'd need to start from that blank page and I didn't quite know where it was going. Whereas Mark's suggestion of starting at the end, um, it gives your email direction. It stops you waffling. It stops you from like, you know, having too many, um, too many, too many sentences, too many words in it. It just, it focuses your attention a little bit more to get to a point as quickly as possible. So I try to make sure that each email has only one point to it. Um, you know, uh, there's only one kind of almost punchline or message that I want to get across and then the a- action that I want them to take. So, yeah, it's it, it's sometimes easier to do it when you start from the end because you, you, you end up not waffling quite as much. Um, so last example email, which I'm going to show you, and then that'll be enough. And I'll let uh, uh, pass this over to questions and stuff like that. But the um, the example that I wrote for this particular presentation a couple of weeks ago was to do with being accidentally vegan. So the end goal is to get them to click on the Lean Greens product page. So I actually want them to go ahead and buy something. Um, The transition is, you know, what what else is accidentally vegan and trying to explain to people that we created Lean Greens, but it's not vegan on purpose. It's vegan by accident. So the story that is based around this is, you can tell self-isolation is get, already getting to us when we discover a, a list of accidentally vegan products, i.e. bourbon biscuits, Oreos, and pink wafers. So the subject is accidentally vegan. Oops. Um, and the subhead is bourbon biscuits are now banned from the office. Um, so the email is very, very simple. Discussion at the office this week is inevitably about what stuff we'll have. We have what stuff to have during self-isolation. Yes, folk are panic buying pasta and Andrex, but there's some other unusual stuff Focus starting to hoard. Uh, I bought bourbon biscuit. I, I thought bourbon biscuits would be a great low cost snack to hoard, but then someone in the office spoiled it for me. Hey Tim, you know bourbon biscuits are, are, are vegan. I was like, what the actual? So a bit of googling, I discovered there's a list of accidentally vegan biscuits. So I listed the accidentally vegan biscuits: Lotus Original Caramel Biscuits, Ginger Ginger Fox, Crinkle cr- Crunch Bourbon Biscuits, Party Rings. Party rings, that sounds weird. Um, Oreos, uh, Crawford pink wafers. And to be fair, I don't think Crawford's pink wafers qualify as animal, vegetable, or mineral. You know what is accident? Else is accidentally vegan? Lean greens. We never set out to make it vegan, just a happy accident. So, okay, so if you're not a subscriber to Lean Greens, click the link below and register today. 
as always, best prices and shipping, free shipping. So what are the results from that from that one particular campaign? So um, as you can see, we got on the first send, which is the second list here. So this is the first one we sent, the accidentally vegan one here, 33% open rate. Um, and we had six people purchase. Um, on the resend, which was about 24 hours later, uh, we got 17% open rate, 17.7% open rate, which gave us over four, uh, sorry, uh, almost 50%, 50% open rate on this particular email. And uh, we had another two purchases. Now people are going, oh, eight, eight buyers, is that all? And it's like, but the thing is, it's like four of those eight purchases were for new subscriptions. And for us, our subscriptions are worth on average £1,200 over the lifetime of their subscription. So, you know, this email pulled in the best part of £5,000 worth of business for us. Um, and because that's our ultimate goal is to get as many subscribers as possible, um, because of this number, because of this average lifetime value, um, these types of emails are hugely beneficial for our, our, our profit margin and our revenue overall. Um, and that's it, basically. I've, um, I've got a couple of ninja email writing tips, which I can run through very quickly. And then that's about it, really. Um, so um, ninja email writing and sending tips. Always resend to unopens approximately 24 hours later. If your email service cannot figure out who didn't open up the email um, in the last 24 hours, go find a different email service provider. Um, you should be able to get that. Um, you want to be able to look to see who didn't open your email the first time and resend it to them. And you'll get at least, as you can see from mine, I got at least another 17% open rate, which gave us over 50% uh, open rate for the entire email. Um, use the second headline technique if you hadn't realized. Let's see if I got a screenshot. Um, so on your email, when the email comes in, you've got this line here, which is the subject line, nothing worse than soggy broccoli. The second email, the second headline is the reason we hate veg. Now, we, um, because of the software that we use, we can actually set that specific second headline ourselves because um, it's got a bot. And it's not part of the email. And it's not part of the email. Um, but then if you can't, what you can do is you can um, set this as being set a, the first line of the email as being colored the same color as the background. So you kind of hide the email, hide the, the text. But what it does is it, it forces Gmail and Yahoo and all these people to show that first line of text um, correctly. Um, so, yeah, that's why what, what the second headline technique is. If you're not quite sure, just like ask an SMO. The, the free group will show you how to do that. Um, uh, we use new paragraphs and white space liberally, as you can see in that email. Very little in the way of like paragraph text. It's a lot of very short, very sharp sentences. Um, makes it much, much easier to read. Soft pitching on every email, um, so long as you're entertaining and informing. You can soft pitch uh, on every single email. And if anything, you should be soft pitching. This is very much a Ben Settle thing where every single email, he's doing a pitch. And it's a, it is a real soft pitch. Um, but as long as you don't do it like, you know, as long as you're not kind of doing a massive offer and like going, go buy our stuff every on every single email, then you, you should get away with it just fine. People will expect it. And it's like, it's normal. Um, and it's that it's, it's not about making as many sales as possible today. It's about the consistent pressure over time that will, you know, get more and more people to click on your links and go through to your landing pages and to buy your products. Um, don't be boring. This one's rule number one. You can't be boring in email. And this comes down to practice. You know, you notice I don't write necessarily about, um, you know, the, uh, the the 25 vitamins you'll find in broccoli. I don't write emails like that because they're boring as hell for me to write. I have a rule. If, if I'm bored writing it, people would be bored reading it. So, you know, I, that's generally my sort of barometer for boringness is if I get bored writing it, then I'm not going to send it. Um, uh, use emoticons sparingly in headlines. You can see, obviously, I use some emoticons in the headline. Um, good idea to use them, um, but I would uh, keep them to a minimum. 
you can go a bit over the top with them. Uh, test different from field. So we've tested various different things. So you can see my from field is Tim at Lean Greens. Um, and you can see Stacked Marks has got um, Donald Miller, Business Made Simple. You can see the different strategies that people have for what their their uh, their from field is. And you can change that. Most, most softwares will allow you, email service providers will allow you to change that. Uh, t- have a test. See see which ones work better. Um, generally, a lot of Ian Stanley sends a different one with every email. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... So you'll get an email today or tomorrow from Ian's brain. Mm. I've seen other people it... do that. There's it's a smart way of doing it. It's, again, it's like you know, um, you can almost use it like a, a PS. It's kind of almost uh, oh, what's he going to call himself today? Kind of thing, which is quite nice. Um, there might be a way of something worth trying. Um, I try to be consistent with it. Once I've actually found, once I found that that was the the one which works and to um, help, it actually makes more of a difference to open rates than you believe than you would believe getting the right from field. Um, ask people to reply to your emails. There's a bunch of different stuff. I've been playing around with a thing called Glock Apps, G L O C K Apps dot com. Um, it's, it'll give you a bunch of different tips of things that you can do to improve the deliverability of your emails and where they're delivered to it, certainly in Gmail, so they go into promotions folder or not promotions folder or spam. Um, so one of the tips is to get people to reply to your emails, get people to click links. It's getting, getting people to take an action. Um, and if, if the different um, email softwares like Gmail and Yahoo, and Hotmail and BT Internet or whatever else other software people are using to read their emails. Um, if they see that people are, are actually clicking through, if they're reading emails, if they're actually opening them, if they're looking, if they're replying to them, all those things help massively with uh, deliverability. Uh, use customer testimonials and support questions as stories. We use those loads and loads as, as the basis for a lot of the stories in the emails. Using our community's stories, we use Facebook posts. And like the contact, uh, the, you know, comments that people leave on our Facebook posts, we use all that stuff as the basis for stories. And the last one is list hygiene is vital. And for us, this is kind of something that goes hand in hand with running any any email based business. Is you know, get rid of the hard bounces. So any email that bounces on a regular basis on a soft soft ba- soft bounces. If you get more than seven ba- soft bounces in a row, just delete them off your list. If you get hard bounces, they should be getting deleted off your list. People that don't open and never buy, um, I, I have a, we have a rule if somebody doesn't buy or if they don't open an email in the first 30 days, so they've not opened a single email since registering and they've not bought anything at all, then we just delete them. Um, and we have other very strict rules about this hygiene as well. So it's just a way of stopping, uh, improving the deliverability of the emails to the people that actually want to get your emails. That's the most important thing. Yeah. The thing about that, that list, list hygiene, you can automate 95% of it. Yep. Um, so you, you never have to look. I can go into my email account now and I can press one button. I have a list of everybody whose emails bounced uh, or anybody who hasn't opened an email ever. Um, anybody who hasn't opened an email for the last 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Um, and when they hit certain milestones, I have another automation kicks in and says, hey, look, you're going to um, obviously you don't want to receive our emails. If there's a problem, let us know, blah, blah, blah. And just trying to get people re-engaged. So yeah. we have, Tim, we have a great question. I like, oh, wow. I really like this one. So I'll give my, I'll, give, I'll show it. I'll give my view of the answer. And then you can give your view of the answer. It may well be different. Right. What's the best way to transition from a product-specific email sequence to a generalized broadcast emails? Right, here's my view. There should be no transition technically. They, the emails that go out in product-specific emails and the emails that go out in your uh, broadcast emails should be the same. Okay, so if, you, if you've got someone comes on your list and they go through a five-part sequence or a seven-part sequence, those emails have a look at the, your best performing emails from broad, previous broadcasts and stick them in there. 
use those as the basis for your email sequence because uh, you know they perform. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And it's here's the thing with email. It's like, think about what email is. Yes, it can be used as a transactional basis, a transactional communication method. Yes, it can be used as a sales medium, but people don't want to read emails that are transactional basis or sales based mediums. So like it's, yeah, sometimes it's like I'm on, say for example, uh, I'm into my mountain biking, okay? So I'm on chainreactioncycles.com's email list. The problem is that I get fed up with them so quickly because all they do is they send me what the offer of the week is. And I end up not reading 90% of their emails. So for me, email communication is about communication from like um, the way, best way I've heard it being described is a friend of mine, um, Mark Whitehand talks about it. It's like um, use the, 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 you know, the, the coffee, going for a coffee ver version of you. It's like if I was to sat, sit opposite you in, a, in like Starbucks or a nice, a nice coffee place, um you at the light like you normally do yeah well what we would normally do if i was to sit opposite you in a cafe and have a chat that's the approach that i want to go with with telling my stories and presenting myself because ultimately that's the real me that's the real way that we run our business uh the way i want to present our business is like it's like if somebody came to came to my office or came to have a coffee or sit and have dinner with us or whatever they see and feel and read the, the real me. And like the emails that we have for Lean Greens very much reflect that. So we actually start building up really quite close connections with our, with our audience. So we don't necessarily have a transition at all because yes, the first email that goes out, we have, um, say for example, somebody that lands on our, one of our landing pages and they go, it comes up with a pop-up box that says, uh, get, 10% off, you know, get, a, get a discount off our, or find out what our latest new customer offer is. Put your email address in and we'll send you an email with a link to the, the best new customer offer. The first email, yes, it says like, you know, here's the link that you wanted, but I just want to say hi and, you know, tell you a little bit, you know, tell you a bit of a story about why we, why we do what we do and the types of people that best fit with Lean Greens, the best, who resonate with us most. Um, and, you know, so we start telling a story. I, I'm telling a story. Tim Goodwin is telling a story, not Lean Greens. So I'm putting my own personality and my own values and beliefs into that email. And it's not a sales letter. It's not a sales email as such. Um, and we've kind of been almost tricked by um, the internet marketing world over the years. Because the, the stuff like, you know, doing the hard sell and the pitch um, you know, and, you know, sending people to sales pitches and videos and all this kind of stuff. And VSLs is kind of, it, it, they're all created by marketers. And it's like, yes, we're serious marketers only. But at the same time, it's like, what's, what's real marketing is like having real life connections and communication with people. And that's what email is all about for me. I want people to feel comfortable that when they open an email from me, they're not thinking, oh, is it going to be the pitch, Tim, or is it going to be the, the storytelling, nice, friendly guy that I've got to know? I don't, I don't want them to have that feeling. I want them to go, oh, got an email from Tim. Let's have a read of that. It's quite usually quite entertaining. Um, anyway, that's, that's the way I look at it. One of the nicest things that ever happened, it's happened quite a few times now, is when I meet people in real life, if ever, we ever go back to normal, and they go, oh, you're just like you come across in your emails. Yeah, because <laughs> I write my emails as I am. Yeah, yeah. You, you will, it will go off track. It will go off at a tangent. It will go scatty. But hey, that's me. So um, the other question on there was like the just send one onboarding type email though. It's like, no, um, our onboarding sequence, we have 20 emails, get us 20 emails that get sent in the first 30 days. So Monday to Friday at 7 a.m., we're sending an email and each one has an individual story in it. Each one has a particular purpose and a, a specific reason for being. It's about consumption. It's about building connection. It's about building community. It's about getting them to, to, to participate in our world of, of um, consuming Lean Greens products. 
but in not in a way of like, well, have you drunk your greens today? God damn it, get on with it, boy. Will you not do it? It's not like that. It's very, very kind of it's gentle, gentle, gently. It's kind of you know, going, oh, it, here's another way of you know uh, we found uh, you know people have enjoyed taking lean greens. This is how people have like overcome that taste issue. Um, you know, uh, one of my emails is about um, the first time you ever eat sushi. And it's like the first time I ever ate sushi. It's like were you the person who ate like the the, the cream cheese with like um, uh, smoked salmon? It's not real freaking yeah. sushi, is it? It's when you have like the really weird stuff that just looks like you know bat soup that you know you're, you're absolutely shitting yourself when you're going to eat when you put this into your mouth. Um, we have another email which goes out about um, talks about your first drink, as in like your first alcoholic drink. It's like I remember my first alcoholic drink, and I tell a story about. Uh, how I ordered a Guinness from the from the guy behind the bar because I was 14 years old and there was no way that he was going to serve me a pint of like you know uh, cider. If I'd asked for a pint of cider, he would have told me to piss off. But because I asked for a pint of pint of Guinness, I, I, so I, you know you stomach the kind of harsh flavors of a of a proper stout or a proper stout, ha ha, um, you know. But it's, you know, that, that's, the, that's very much what Lean Greens is like. You just kind of like go for the plunge in. But it's telling those stories. It's relating to people and human. It's a human interaction, which is the kind of the cool bit. Um, um, actually, I've got another quick question here. And it is, where is it? You can just ask them to click to a blog, a blog post. I think it's engaging with people and getting people to do stuff. Be careful with that. Be very, very careful. Neil Patel does that. And I've been on his list so long, I'm going, he's sending me back to the same blog posts again. Right? Um, it's okay. If you, do, if you do a new blog post, by all means, send it out. Don't just send that email and go, oh, by the way, check out this blog post. It's all about blah, blah, blah. Okay? Take that blog post and then put the main points in the email turn that blog post into an email and send it out and say by the way if you want if you want, want more information you can check out our fuller blog post here okay so don't make people have to go to the blog post to find out what you're talking about deliver it in the email because when you think right people if i'm on a let's say i'm on a bus i ch check my emails right I'm, I'm reading it i want to get the information there i don't want to have to go off somewhere else or click now save for later i want to consume the information there um, that way, um, hi Layla. Um, that way I can, when I send out the emails, you know, or when I receive emails, I'm, I'm in email mode. I don't want to have to go somewhere else unless it is, you know, an offer or a live video. Okay. When people send out the same stuff that's in their blog, send you to a blog post to read it, it's laziness. Now, give them the information in the email. I say what I, I tend to do is if I'm if I am sending somebody to a blog post, I'll give like the the, the short version in the email. I go, you know, here's the main points of the blog post that you know that you might be really interested in reading more. And it's like you know one, blah blah blah, blah single line, two da, 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 single line, three, da, 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 da. and it's point one two three four bullet points of the of what the article is about. So. You know, if you want to go and read the full thing, go here if you've got time to do that. But here's my point with these three points is like, this is the reason why you want to do X, Y, Z. And that's the point behind the article. But it's, it gives people the option to actually go through to that. Um, as a call to action, it's, it, yeah, you can actually, it, it's just fine sending somebody to a blog post, um, getting somebody to click a link, anything. It, we've we've sent people to youtube videos loads and not even our youtube videos we've just gone oh this particular doctor talks about this uh, about this stuff way better than i can go check it out he's actually quite interesting and entertaining if you're interested in nerding out about broccoli you know it's like remember before you do that now from going forward make sure you use a retargeting link yes right? and then you'll know everybody who's interested in that topic you've sent them to so you can use it if building a small, a really small, tiny audience. So, for example, let's say we're talking, Tim's sending out emails about Lean Greens, right? 
and he suddenly sends out an email. Hey, I've just read this, seen this really good video about turmeric, or turmeric, 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 right? So uh, he's put a link to a YouTube video. People click it, go. Normally, that's it. But if he's retargeting that link, he's suddenly built an audience of maybe 20, 30 people who are interested in turmeric, 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 whatever it's called, that, that weird colored stuff. So if he can, he can now run an advert for the next uh, 72 hours for his, his product turmeric. that deals with turmeric or turmeric. <laughs> so, and it's just another way of doing some extra marketing for no additional effort. So I've just done a bit quick scroll back through some of the questions. One of them was about uh, Groupon and their continuous offers. And AppSumo is another example of this. Is like the amount of AppSumo emails I get, and it's just about the latest offer. And I just go, do you know what? And I miss so much because I just can't be asked reading yet another offer thing. However, what's the guy's name who runs Groupon? Uh, not Groupon, um, AppSumo. Yeah, no, okay. I, I I will read his emails when they come through because they're interesting. I like he's you know he's a bit batshit, but you know he's, he's interesting. Um, I mean, people uh, sign up for things like Groupon and to a certain extent AppSumo because they want the offers. It's when they people sign up for your information and your courses, and then every day they're getting offer after offer. That's what turns people off. Here we go, Mister Suit Two Cent Conversions. Hi, Rusty. Hey, Rusty. Been writing Rusty's long been emails. Two conversions on retargeting, by the way. He's my he's my he's hero of the week. So. We're having we're going to have a parade it's in the middle of Russia of Moscow tomorrow. I'm pin a medal on him. Um, <laughs> we've been writing long, long emails and turning it to blog posts. Yeah, definitely. Make a pin and then put it on Pinterest. Even better. I say so it's, there you go. It's, it's it's repurposing the content. And here's the thing: people kind of get a bit sort of like caught up with our, Oh, well, it doesn't read like a real article. It doesn't read like a real blog post. So it doesn't read, doesn't feel like a, a video. And it's like, you know, these videos, these live videos are exactly like me and Mark sitting down having a chat about marketing. And it's like today's, today's live has actually been unusual because it's probably the most formal type of uh, presentation that we've ever done, um, which is unusual. And unfortunately, I go into we had slides present. and everything. We had slides and everything. But uh, no, you go into presenter mode. But the thing is, is like most of the time, if you were to meet Mark and I, uh, you know, today like, or tomorrow, whenever they decide to lift this wonderful thing, we're like this in, in real life. It's like we're not putting on an act. The same should be for your emails. The same should be good for your Facebook live videos. The same, if anything, should be about the copy that you write on your on your website, the blog post that you write, it should reflect who you are as a human rather than trying to go, I'm going to write a very, very posh article about the 21 best vitamins that you'll find in broccoli. I'd never write that shit. It's just boring. It just doesn't fit my personality. It doesn't, it doesn't help my customer. Um, you know, my audience don't get a benefit from that. So why write about it? Uh, a couple of other questions were to do with um, what type of email service do you use? That was from Roderick. Um, so what email service do, you, do I use? I use Clavio, uh, which is a very e-commerce centric uh, software. It integrates very, very tightly with Shopify. I also have an account on Aweber because I've been on Aweber since the year dot, I think 2008. I think I've been on Aweber. I'm on a, still, on, still on the same price I paid in 2008. Um, uh, my, my monthly- Two farthings. <laughs> my monthly bill for for Clavio is more expensive than the annual fee for Aweber. Um, so those are the two that I use at the moment. Mark, I know, is a big fan of Active Campaign. Active Campaign all the way because you can just do so much more. And they've got some new automations coming in five days' time that I can't wait to find out about. Um, before we go, I mean, one of the most important things I think we need to go back and look at now or discover, talk about is um, one thing that Tim mentioned, okay, and he did sort, of, sort of glossed, didn't really gloss over it, but it's the construction of your emails. Always, always, always start, right? So when you get a blank sheet of papers, write, start at the bottom, write your call to action, right? And you'll see Tim had a, his on a sheet. I have mine on, uh, I do use an app. 
I don't write my emails in Active Campaign. I write them exactly. either in a notebook when I'm sat on the balcony having a coffee, or I write them on a um, some some sort of writing tool that I can write on my iPad, my phone, um, my desktop, my Mac. Well, if my de if my desktop wasn't such a paperweight. Um, um, so, so write st the first thing you write is what you actually want people to do. Okay, um, sign up for our new course. Um, buy on uh, get a subscription to this. Whatever, write that first. Then, I think Tim does it slightly slightly differently to me. I then write a story. And the story can be about anything. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't have to be connected to the call to action. It's just a good, interesting story that gets across your personality, your goals, your visions, who you are, right? So for example, if I was selling um, a bundle of email marketing courses that I've got, I'd put, uh, the call to action would be click here, check out the, uh, email marketing course the i then go and write a story now so i occasionally i've done it a couple of times said to people in one of the groups give me a weird topic to write about and i'll write about that i actually wrote about um oreo cupcake cupcakes right i actually wrote about oreo cupcakes to promote an email email product right and i just talked gave a story about my life about how back in the 1970s everything was in black and white etc etc how uh, oreos were such a great amazing food from america that we'd never have a chance to get and then we got got them and etc now how good it was and then i had literally it was a two-line translation okay if you want if you want your emails to be like oreos rather than rich tea biscuits click here and that's yeah. all you do um i mean try it literally try it if you haven't got your own product, write a sit down tonight or tomorrow, get a notepad, write a call to action for any product you see. And whatever comes up on the TV, whatever product get you land in your email, write that and then see if you can write a better email. But just tell a story. And remember, it doesn't have to connect between the email and the um, call to action. The body of the email and the call to action don't have to have any um, connection. The only thing you need to do is something to link them together, tie them together with a little one line transition, two line transition, paragraph transition. Try it. It works brilliantly. I say some of the other things, if people generally get stuck with ideas for subjects and for stories and things like that, I write about like the TV series that I'm watching at the moment, whether it's like, you know, something I saw on Netflix last week or, you know, a, a film that was a load of rubbish, but it had this one great line in it or... And I and it's got absolutely, you know, I, I kind of joke that I've been running Lean Greens for eight years. I've been talking about green powder for the like the last eight years. You'd think I'd be bored of it by now. But the reality is, is actually I spent eight years not talking about green powder, but talking about life and humans and what people do and telling stories about me and about my customers and about just normal life stuff. And then Lean Greens is a, it's kind of like a supporting character in, you know, always the, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the, the, the sort of the hero's journey kind of a thing. Yeah, we are the guide um, for the, the hero in the journey, the hero being our customer. And uh, the journey is to achieve better health, and, you know, whether it's better mental or physical or, you know, nutritional health. And it's like, you know, Lean Greens is just the guide with, for, for them for that, for that particular story. So, you know, it's like I've not talked, I've talked very little about, you know, the purity of the, the spirulina that's in our product or, you know, the 25 different vitamins that you'll find in a broccoli stalk. I've never, ever talked about that stuff. And yet we sell a shit ton of green powder by not talking about green powder. So it's about talking about anything but your thing, but how it relates to your customer's journey and their, their life. That really is the thing that that's, that's what you want to be talking about because that's what people will relate to best. The other thing I'll add, when you're writing your emails, try to include two things. One, a reference that will mean something 
to your customer. So I often, I, I, my age group of customers is 35, 35, 40 to 55. That's my demographic. So I'll talk about the clash. Okay, I'll talk about Oasis. I'll talk about Depeche Mode because I was the fifth member of Depeche Mode at one point. <laughs> well, for about two days. <laughs> Oh, dear, that just makes, um, me, makes me laugh, just thinking about that. <laughs> I know, it's, it's weird, can you look? Um, we've got, um, the other thing to do is paint word pictures. So talk about, like in the in the Oreos um, email I wrote, I talked about uh, how sh um, Sherbet spaceships tasted like styrofoam. I talked about the, crun the crunch of... Um, uh, rich tea biscuits and how they tasted like sandpaper, but things that people understand and know. And if you can paint a word picture, they've suddenly got a connection to that, and they're focused on the email all the way through. So I said one of the be best emails, and I, I haven't seen too many of them, but um, uh, Ryan um, Ryan Lee has a brand that is it's a it's a supplement brand, or it's a I think it's like. Um, uh, nutrition bars that he sells and everything is related to 80s music and 80s movies so like he'll talk about like you know um yeah ferris bueller's day off he'll talk about you know the <laughs> duran duran and you know all this kind of the mixtape style thing and like all of the emails are all about that it's all about those connections it's not He's, he's selling a nutritional like supplement bar, a protein bar for God's sake, but yet it's it's he's not talking about protein bars. Yeah, if you're selling boring shit, you've got to make your, your, your emails interesting. Well, I've I've had eight years experience with that, mate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on, what's what? It's, say for most of people on this call, I mean, what can be more boring than a course on how to write emails? <laughs> Look, just all you got to do is just just read the email I sent. That's how you do it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, to, just to finish this off, Mark does actually have a bundle of email courses that. Oh, thanks, he's... mate. Now I've got to go and pick them out. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> so, if you're interested in the email marketing courses that Mark has available, <laughs> uh, just drop him a quick email to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've got a really good um course on having a yacht bod a yacht bod yeah exactly that's all i've got mate well more like a tug i've got a tug bod, <laughs> tug bod. <laughs> email email rusty <laughs> <laughs> i think that's enough ooh, 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 if you want if you know want to know about uh dungeons and dragons email john <laughs> contact later if you want to know how to um Laminate your brows. Look at that. Look at that. Perfect arch, mate. I've got a perfect arch there. Well, no, hang on. I can't even get it lined up there. Perfect arch, right in the right place. Look. Mark, Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark is the pre preeminent expert in, like, you know, uh, non-needle non uh, lip filler and uh, eye, yeah. eyebrow waxing. Um. <laughs> let, us, let us talk me everything I know. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, dear. So, Ian, you did actually miss everything. So you're yeah, too late, mate. Yeah. It's including the, the the lesson how to spell didn't. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed that and got something of value from that. I, I was trying not to make it too basic, as it were, but these fundamentals of email marketing are so so important. It, it's the basis of, of my business. It's um, it, it's the basis of Mark's business. Uh, you know, email marketing is provides us with more revenue, more profit than any other aspect of both of our businesses put together. So, um, you know, don't dismiss it. If you're not building an email list, you've got to start building an email list um, and start start communicating with them. And hopefully, some of this will will help you get and get going with some of the emails. Even if you're only writing to ten people, it's better than nothing. Um, I will, I did see a note earlier, I will put the, the full slide deck uh, up in SMO, I'll send it to Mark so he can put it somewhere prominent um, to, get, to go alongside this video. Um, and then uh, you can go through it. It's got the second half to it, which is all about 
um, uh, like the, the technicalities of opt-ins and all that kind of stuff. But we may go through that another another week when we're bored um, on a Friday live thing. Cool, guys. Um, what are we going to do next week, Tim? Do we know? Good question. Don't know. Um, anyone, uh, got, anyone got any, any suggestions for a topic next week? We might do another one of these. Just makes um, the time go so quickly. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, no, I, I think uh, the only other thing to say is if you're not in the free SMO group, join smo.com forward slash free. Good morning when you say that. Yeah, there you go. Join smo.com forward slash free. Uh, that's basically the free group where we do talk about this an awful lot. Um, Mark tends to talk about it more than I do because I try and pop in about there. I, I try and turn don't do free. <laughs> no, don't do free. I, I occasionally put stuff into it free, but mostly Tim doesn't get out of bed for free. No, I don't know. No, not at all. Don't be daft. Um, no, we also do have the pro group. If you're a member of the free group and you want to actually get access to loads more of the courses that Mark has put together and some of the stuff that I put together, join the pro group, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And look, I'll I, I big up Tim. If you go to our, um, shows list of all our shows and look for number 36 tim's got a brilliant facebook ad system one there there you go so um uh, john john's just said i could use a refresher on killer lead magnet ideas creation tips and promotion i think that might be a good subject to go through um i can uh, we can sort of expand on what we've done today certainly yeah exactly no good good idea john so that will save me ask, answering that question on Monday then. Uh, somebody's asking how do you sign up to the Lean Greens list? Um, if you're in the UK, you buy Lean Greens. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, exactly. I, well, no, this is this is the point. It's like uh, the, the, the way for people to experience it properly is to actually, you know, buy the product that we sell and actually go through it because, you know, I've, I've had plenty of people say, oh, you know, can I get, can I see your emails? It's like, just buy a, buy a tub of, Lean greens, um, but it's it, it, it's actually a better way of experiencing what we try to do as a company. Um, you know, I think that's um, you know, a, a company is probably the wrong way of describing it. Probably as a brand, as a community, um, it, it we just have a very different way of marketing our products. I I think I have a very different way of marketing our products to the norm. Um, so uh, if you if you are not in the UK, then, you know, um, join SMO Pro and I may share my full uh, sequence, uh, uh, full, full onboarding sequence in SMO Pro, because I think that might be useful for the, some of the pro members uh, if, you, if you're willing to facilitate that, Mark. I can, I can facilitate anything, mate. Cool. Yeah. Right. We're about two minutes from being the longest show we've ever done. So let's bail let's out. Get out. Let's get out of here quick. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for turning up. Um, you. See you next week when we'll be talking about lead magnets for some Please. reason. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, guys. Bye. You've been listening to the Friday Live thing. For show notes and resources, head over to members.seriousmarketersonly.com.